0: Flores, the 40-year-old Miami Dolphins coach, who went 24 and 25 in three seasons as, in, as the Dolphins head coach, was let go after going 10 and six in 2020 and nine and eight in 2021. Of course, they did not make the playoffs and have had one just one playoff appearance since Steven Ross bought the team back in 2009. Flores is the winningest coach in that time span, though, winning 49 percent of his games and going the Dolphins have had since 2002. Seven, so that's 20 years, seven winning seasons, seven seasons above 500, not 500, but above 500. Brian Flores was the architect of two of those, and they came in the most recent years. This is the first back-to-back winning seasons since 2002 and 2003, I believe, for the Dolphins. And it was, let me confirm that yep since 2002 2003 just to let you know how old how longer that was Dave Wonstadt and Ricky Williams were running the were like the Dolph the key figures in the Dolphins back in 2002 what Were
1: the quarter, like
0: Jay Fiedler maybe uh that sounds yeah Jay Fiedler that's correct there so, we go was he oh yeah what's up Diva how you doing buddy
1: I'm great I'm sure you had a fantastic intro and are talking about the uh the biggest surprise of the morning by far right Brian Flores of course um also Brian Flores, this is the biggest start. Like, I guess I wasn't that surprised
0: that they were going to fire him in the sense that it felt, you know, when they were one and seven. I think they were one and seven. Where they lost seven straight games, first team to ever lose seven straight games and then win seven straight games in in NFL history. Uh, certainly, the first team to ever win seven, lose seven straight, win seven straight, and then fire their head coach. Um, Brian Flores. Th- this is the biggest shocker to me not that he that not that he was fired it felt like in the middle of that losing streak that he might get fired. 2 weeks ago he was a coach of the year candidate and not only did he sweep Bill Belichick and the Patriots this year, he went 4 and 2 in 3 years against the Patriots. Like that's the whole job, man. You come to you come to South Beach, you go to the Jets, you go to the Bills, you just got to beat the Patriots. And I get that Tom Brady wasn't there for two of those years, but w- what what more could you possibly want from the Dolphins? Now Maybe this is smoke and mirrors. I call them frauds all along because they were yes. beating up on bad teams. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, they ended, ended up being, they weren't a playoff caliber team. They took a little bit of a step back in terms of their win total. Uh, they they took a little bit of a step back from that 10 win season last year. That was probably going to happen no matter what. So I think two things have to be, it has to be one of two things here, Debo. And I'm curious what you think is more likely. One, that Jim Harbaugh is in Steven Ross's back pocket and that seems less likely now that he commented and said he won't be the guy to hire him away from Michigan so blow, throw that theory out the window I guess which means it's the only the only other thing that's possible is that there is a power struggle between GM Chris Greer who is not being fired and Brian Flores who is fired and that Stephen Ross as many naive billionaires who run football teams often find themselves uh you know basically got hoodwinked by the GM who he spends more time talking to than the head coach. And there is a belief, I think, around the league that Flores was not a huge fan of Tua Tungabailoa. Greer was, you know, key in drafting him. And so you're probably going to see a focus on finding a guy who, a coach who is very intrigued by Tua, which, I mean, I guess, good luck.
1: I mean, uh, since with the hardball, I mean, like, don't you think that's the only possible explanation for this? I think you narrowed it down. Yeah, there was all the speculation for the past couple of weeks that it would be a hardball thing, and I just want to bring up, you know, it, it's great when we hear from reporters, but I always kind of put added weight uh, to former players that are in the media now that that say something along those lines, and I just want to show uh, Darius Butler, former player in the media, man to man pod, okay. has these types of connections. And when someone like that, like when our guy BMAC says something attached to someone in the league, I tend to trust it because they're very it, close. There's, to the no,
0: there's no agenda
1: there. Right. Like
0: Darius right. Butler's not being fed information by Chris Greer,
1: you know? No, no. There's not this this source guessing that we sometimes might do with others. We, we're not having that agenda here. So it, it says, for those listening on the podcast, according to my sources in Miami, there was tension all year between GM Greer and head coach Flores. GM Chris Greer had been a part of the Dolphins organization for more than 20 years. One or both had to go. Now, others reporting this as well, but when it comes from a, a place like this, uh, tend to believe it. And uh, you're right. From coach of the year candidate, we, we were talking about him. 60 to 1. Did you get that bet in, Will? I did not. I did not bet Google. on the wise, wise. Okay. Yeah, uh, pretty glad. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Probably, it was, it was, it, what what were the odds last night that we would have had him to be fired this morning? Twenty to one. It, it wasn't sixty to one, but still super unlikely. One of the more unlikely Black Monday firings I can remember on Monday in the past couple of years. I would say it's it's extremely unlikely firing. If you if you told me that a head coach
0: in his third year won, had a winning record, went to the went to any AFC East team other than the Patriots, and one had a winning record in two or three years, but didn't make the playoffs. It's um, you know, that's okay. Um, look, I mean, ten and six, nine and eight, had a young quarterback who was starting to show some promise, and had swept Bill Belichick and went four and two against Belichick. I would, I would expect that he would be getting a contract extension, not that he would be fired. The but the Darius Butler thing, like I said, that's I mean, and I, I hadn't even seen that tweet. It's a, it's a, it's. I agree with you. Like that's seeing that from. A, a former player who's in the media, but still talks to a lot of these players, you know, like if you're, I mean, if you're just, if you're two or three years removed from the league, which I think Darius Butler is, yeah. I mean, you got a lot of friends around the league. Like you, you know, people in organizations and a lot of those dudes you played with, uh, end up going, you know, to, to go on to coach. Like, you know, I mean, so like it's, it's
1: e- that information is probably pretty accurate is what I'm saying. And I agree with you. And ultimately, I think it comes down when you just look at the owner and we talk about Steven Ross becoming the majority owner in 2009, one playoff appearance since then, that's that's all it is. If there was one playoff appearance in the past three years for Brian Brian Flores, you, you know, he's put up a decent record, one game below 500, but one playoff appearance, even if it was in year one or year two and not this year, I think that changes things, but these owners, get greedy and, and rightfully so, but they don't like that stat of one playoff appearance in the past 12 seasons, just two playoff appearances for the franchise in the past 20 years. That's the difference here.
0: Hey, toss that uh, Butler tweet up again. Cause I want to, I want to point something out.
1: If you don't mind, I am doing that now.
0: So in his tweet, he noted that Chris Greer, you don't have to do it. If you don't want to. But, oh yeah. Chris Greer, the second, the second part of it, GM Chris Greer has been part of the dolphins organization for more than 20 years. So, the Do- Stephen Ross bought the Dolphins in 2009. Do you think that you should keep, like, here's my thing. Should you keep the guy who's new and winning or keep the guy who's been in the crappy organization for a really long time? Like, I, I mean, why? maybe Stephen Ross needs to look, like, inter- internally because it's probably more likely that this team and this franchise can't win. It, you look around at all these franchises that stink and there is a common theme. Ownership doesn't know what it's doing. Like, look at the, you know, we talk about the lions and the bears and the dolphins. It's like they, uh, these owners bring in these, pe- these, these, um, these people who, who, you know, are very good office politicians. And there's a, there's a belief too, you can take it down if you want. There's a belief too that Brian Flores sort of, not that he rocked the boat, just that he's probably not very good in an office setting. And that's not what a head coach is supposed to do. You know, like a head coach is supposed to win football games. You're not supposed to be an office politician. He's not a schmoozer like Will
1: Brinson, we could say. (laughs) Uh, I turned down my volume on my dunk button. I
0: actually think I'm like kind of bad at office politics too. Like I'm I'm a schmoozer. Don't get me wrong. But like, like I, I, you know, just stuff will come out of my mouth. That is not like sometimes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, in
1: that tweet, um, Butler said, you know, one or both had to go. It, it could have been both. It, it seems like Torres wanted, was going to be the decision, but then Greer's the one making this decision to remove him and, and his job maybe not in jeopardy at all. Here's here's something else. Owner Steven Ross
0: states he has, quote, no plans to pursue Deshaun Watson. So no Deshaun Watson, no Jim Harbaugh. If you're a Dolphins fan. It's a bad morning. Yeah. you're. I mean,
1: you wake up thinking, okay, you know. Beat the Patriots. Fell short of the playoffs, but ended the season week, on a high note.
0: In week eighteen, you beat the Patriots and you finish with nine wins. Sure, some of them were bad teams and you know, you know, what a great season. But you know, we're this close to the playoffs. Next year to his third season, maybe we can finally take this big step forward. And now you're you're quasi-rebooting. It doesn't make much sense.
1: And um, William Hill, uh, you know, their under preseason for the Dolphins was nine wins. So in that sense. You met expectations. You fell short of the playoffs. I think nine and eight, even with seven teams, you don't expect to get into the playoffs, but they were right on par with, I think, what people expected. Now, fans probably expected a little bit more of a leap in year two from Tua, but we saw glimpses of that. Um, But now no Deshaun, no Harbaugh, no Brian Flores. Who do they look after? I think it's clear when we talk about some of these other positions that Flores is immediately a head coach candidate for – absolutely these other vacancies he will get brought up he will get interviewed he probably will get hired by one of these teams but who is on your short list for the dolphins
0: i would say that uh, it's tough man because i mean if i'm a head coaching candidate with like let's say that i'm doug peterson and i I don't think that doug peterson is the top head coaching candidate but doug peterson is a he is number one it might be for some people he has a super bowl ring he has a good resume he did the mike mccarthy thing where he takes a year off and his interest will have some sort of off you know at some point in the next few days like a doug peterson looked deep inside his soul this off season and realized it was all harry roseman's fault and then he learned he spent the weekend at pff no, i'm just kidding
1: um and that his quarterback might have been unsalvageable
0: uh who
1: right. you know, went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted he, he, he made Wentz look like an MVP
0: candidate in 2017. Like that's, Doug probably a winner yesterday. Doug Doug definitely a winner yesterday. Um so if you're gonna fire Flores, you're I mean, look, I always I always I always point out the uh, ex-girlfriend theory that I that I hold for for coaching hires. Is that when you fire a guy, you're probably gonna look towards the opposite. Like when you you break up with somebody, you break up with a you know a, a tall blonde. You know, maybe sometimes, you know, the, the yeah, a tall, you know, anyway, I'm not, you know, I don't need to describe uh, breakers. You get, the, we get it. You go yeah. in the opposite direction a lot of times. You fire a defensive-minded Belichick tree guy. You're probably not going back to the Belichick tree, and you're probably going on offense. So I think Josh McDaniels is probably out, and I don't think McDaniels would do the stupid thing of going to coach directly against Bill Belichick. Uh, just, you know, just don't do that. Nick Saban learned the hard way. Um, Brian Dayball in the division as well, it would be a little surprising. And anybody who coached for Bill Belichick probably shouldn't take this job. Um, I, I think you're looking at somebody who is not a first-timer, an offensive-minded guy, or I mean, or a potential splash name. Like Kel- I think Kellen Moore and Doug Peterson would be the first two guys that come to mind. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett is interviewing with the Jaguars. He's the Packers' offensive coordinator. I mean, look, man, you know, you got Aaron Rodgers, so it's a little bit easier. But, you know, when you're when you're working with him, um, it's it certainly, you know, certainly going to get you some interviews. And he's been around around the block for a little while. Um, I, I mean, I guess they could look to college for either. a. That wouldn't be surprising if they looked to college for a non Jim Harbaugh.
1: So, so I'm laughing because I read an article that, you know, knowing that Harbaugh probably out that suggested Ryan Day, which is funny. <laughs> Is that this? Is that um? I saw that article a few minutes ago, just because I was making sure I had all my
0: bases covered for these candidates. Was that this? Was that on sportsnaught or whatever that was .com? It, it might have been. It was
1: from like a month ago when it seemed, Joe Brady was the first one. Right, right. That's the same list. <laughs> I want so, to do So Ryan, Brady. it would just be funny if Ross doesn't go with a Michigan grad, but kind of harms his college alma mater rival and pulls Ryan Day from Ohio State.
0: That's what I would do if I if I was a billionaire NFL owner. I would just hire. I would hire like Mac Brown from Carolina <laughs> and then fire him immediately. <laughs> Wait till Carolina. I'm just kidding. Um, Bill O'Brien was suggested in the chat. Southern dandy uh, or said didn't suggest it said better not be Bill O'Brien. Again, I really don't think Bill O'Brien definitely would like another head coaching job, but he's, you know, he's, he's, he's just saving in Alabama right now. And
1: he was with Belichick before. How far do you have to be removed from the Bellatrix Belichick, Belichick tree to yeah, be I like, clean
0: i don't think you can have ever worked for belichick and take the dolphins job with and, and and not and not and not have belichick see it as oh
1: okay yeah you can't even even have been like a quality control assistant for one year in 2005 you're out is that doug peterson no no i don't think so it was, no, it was oh, no,
0: you're just throwing that <laughs> yeah just
1: a random just i don't know who that fits but to
0: Joe judge out of the dolphins job is is what you're saying um, not he's not out of the Giants' job yet, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like guys like Patrick Graham or Todd Bowles, you know, defensive coordinators, who, despite the Giants being bad, are uh, certainly uh, Dennis Allen with the Saints. Def- I just don't know if the Dolphins will go in the defensive direction, given given that Flores and Greer, you know, had these issues, and that you don't you don't necessarily. When, if you have Tua and you believe Tua needs to be developed, it makes it difficult, I think, to go in the defensive direction as a, as a selling point to your owner. Like, I would guess that, you know, Greer has told Stephen Ross that, ah, oh, Flores is, hates Tua. He doesn't know how to develop a quarterback. You know, this guy, you know, you know if, if it weren't for my players, this guy, we would have lost the locker room a long time ago, yada, yada, yada. Um, I would be – so I think – Focus on offensive people. Focus on offensive minds. Eric b is somebody that could work out. Um, left Witch. Left witch for sure. Yep. I, I and when uh, we look at
1: Stephen Ross's head coaching hires, starting with Tony Sperano to Joe Philbum, to Adam Gase, all those guys with offensive backgrounds and then breaking the mold for Brian Flores. And, yeah. and I remember the conversations in 2019 we had with Brady Quinn when that was the Cliff Kingsbury, Zach Taylor, Matt LaFleur year, where the Dolphins kind of broke the mold that year by not going the friend of Sean McVay, offensive genius, protege route. That's and right. it and all- was Flores and Fangio that year that kind of broke that mold. But three of Stephen Ross's four head coaching hires have been from the offensive side of the ball. So you think they go back there?
0: They uh, they had Dan Campbell in the house, and they let him go. They let man Campbell go. Went five and seven after Joe Philbin was fired midseason. Man, they have um, they have really had some interim coaches since Ross got there. So they fired Sperano midseason in two thousand eleven. Todd balls took over his interim went two and one, hired Joe Phil. <laughs> they had Todd balls and Dan Campbell just right there. <laughs> they're bad at this um i I see that and that the fact that they are bad at this, and it is it's kind of an attractive job, although the division is really, really hard. like the pats are still there. the bills are the bills are look like they're gonna be good for quite some time, and I mean, the jets are at least like you know um, yeah
1: potentially functional two two free spots.
0: Yeah. Kind of maybe. maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, and, and then the fact that you got to go, you, what do you, you have three years and you one, you have to make the playoffs and that's not unusual for NFL coaching jobs, but you know, you got to go better. I, I don't know. How do you do better than, than what Brian Flores did in Miami, given where this team has been for the last 25, 30 years. it's, it is. It's, it's
1: very surprising. And they, I'll, I'll bring it up again. They they did give up their first round pick to the Eagles, so they don't have that, which turned into 15 overall. But they do have the 22nd overall pick from the 49ers. Well, currently I mean, this 22nd.
0: If my right, Niners, right. yeah, yeah. Cur- currently 22nd. If the Niners go on a playoff run, you know that could be as. I mean, in theory, into 30, 32, even diva Wouldn't that be that would be exciting for my wallet? Um the Dolphins, by the way, were dead last in scoring defense in 2019, 6th in 2020, and 16th in 2021. So the defense uh, dramatically improved. You know, fell back a little bit this year, but that was, that was probably uh, always going to happen. I, I definitely have questions about what the Dolphins are doing, and Dolphins fans should have questions as well.